1: Welcome to Better Daily, where we work hard in our minds, bodies, and our spirits to become 1% better every single day. Download the app and join our Betterment family at betterdaily.live to catch the video version of these podcasts. Here's your host and my dad, Alex Van Houten.
2: What is up, Betterment family? This is Alex Van Houten. Welcome to Better Daily live. Today's Thursday. Happy Thursday. It's word Thursday, and the word today is discipline. I'm excited to bring that to you. Now, just a couple things. First of all, I'm almost over my laryngitis. I'm going to be a little more measured with my speech today, so I don't crack and sound like I'm going through puberty or something like that. I know I look young, but I'm not that young. (laughs) So, There's that, and I appreciate you guys sticking with me the last couple days while I've worked through being able to speak well, despite my voice box not working with me on that front. But uh, today's discipline is about, well, there's a few things. First of all, the word discipline takes on a really special connotation in my house right now. I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old, and both of them are boys. Both of them are rambunctious and, and... you know, going all over the place and giving their mom a hard time and that sort of thing. And so the word discipline is extremely important in my house because discipline can mean many different things. In fact, the etymology that goes back to the Latin means penitential chastisement, <laughs> penitential chastisement for the more traditional folks out there. that can be a good butt whooping could also mean things that you have to do in order to pay off your debt, so to speak, penitence, penitential meaning that you did something wrong and you owe somebody something because of your wrongful action. An example might be, I have a stack of bricks on one side of the fence in my backyard and about 200 feet away. Uh, I have, well, probably more than that, maybe 300 feet away. I've got the other side of the fence and for Gabriel right now, my six-year-old, carrying bricks from one side of the fence to the other is hard and difficult and not much fun. And so one of the things he does, if he's been giving his mom a hard time, is not listening very well to her, is disrespectful to her, I will say, Gabriel, you owe me 10 bricks. And so he has to go to one side of the the yard, pick up a brick, go to the other side of the yard, and he has to do that 10 times. I know, leave it to the trainer dad to come up with brick moving. One of my mom's favorite penitential things when I was a child was if I did something wrong, then... Having to, good morning, Scott. Good morning, KT. Having to write sentences was part of my penitence, was part of my you know disciplinary measure. So my mom didn't really like to spank us growing up. She did everything she could not to resort to the the physical altercation of, hey, pay attention. This really means something here. And as a child, I would have told you around seven or eight when I had to sit down and write, I will not drop kick my sister in the throat. I will not drop kick my sister in the throat. I wasn't trying to be mean. I was practicing my super cool moves and teenage mutant ninja turtle stuff on my little sister, which you shouldn't do, by the way. So I'm writing. I will not drop kick my sister in the throat. I will not drop kick my sister in the throat. And by the fortieth or fiftieth sentence, I ask my mom, "Mom, can you just spank me, please? Like this is terrible. My hand hurts. I don't want to sit here anymore. Like I'm writing and it's never ending." And my mom, I didn't know this at the time. As a child, but now as an adult looking at my child, my mom's just crossing her arms, shaking her head, laughing inside because she knows that a spanking is quick. It's painful and it hurts a little bit, but it's it's over with, right? But that, uh, that having to sit there and, and write those sentences, man, that to me, that was way more deeply painful than a spanking would have been. <laughs> She's actually in here right now. What's up, mom? She said his little brother loved wall sits and... That was a five-page paper plus the sentences. Yeah, my I I had to write a lot as a kid. I had a lot of uh, penitential chastisement. (laughs) So the word of the day, if you guys are just joining us, is discipline. And the Latin etymology is penitential chastisement. That means something painful in order to teach you proper instruction, right? But even further back, if you go down to uh, the 1200, 1300 AD era, the etymology of, of discipline actually comes... From the military. And it's not penitential chastisement. It's not, you know, writing sentences and moving bricks and stuff, although there's quite a bit of that in the military. I remember in JROTC, it, it was get on your face, cadet, drop and give me 20. Assume the front, lean, and rest position. You know, if you did something stupid, you had to do push ups. That's usually how penitential chastisement went through there. But But the core, the root of the word discipline is training. And the word training is very, very interesting because I as a personal trainer, this is what I do for a living. This is how, you know, since the last 16 years, helping people progress through their exercise regimen is training. And training is powerful because at the root of training is this thing called general adaptation syndrome. General adaptation syndrome is the way a biological system adapts to a stressor. So imagine you have a starting point and let's say you, you want to run a half marathon. Right now you can't run a half marathon, right? So you have this starting point, and then you start running. You know, let's say you run three times a week and and you run a mile or you run two miles, or maybe you run three miles, and and so you start this training process. So you start at point A, I can't run a half marathon, and then you start running. What happens is, is you enter a stage called the alarm phase. The alarm phase is where your body recognizes the stressor, your biological system recognizes the stressor, and it starts putting resources toward dealing with the stressor. So your first couple of runs, you're sore. Oh man, your thighs hurt, your butt hurts and your chest hurts. And maybe even in the middle of the run, you get a side stitch. You're like, oh, and, and in the alarm phase, the alarm phase is painful. It's terrible. In fact, you actually lose performance in the alarm phase. So you might end up tired. You might end up, you know, about two or three weeks in you might notice that you run slower than you started, <laughs> you know, so you're like ran three miles in 30 minutes and now you're running three miles in 33 minutes. You're like, oh, what's wrong with me? I thought I was practicing running. Why do I suck at running so bad? So that's the alarm phase, right? The alarm phase is rough. Hang in there. I call it the noob phase of training. For some people, it lasts three weeks. For some people, it lasts eight weeks. Oh. It's tough. It depends on what you're working on. And in this, by the way, general adaptation syndrome works for things that we're learning too. So like, like if you're uh, learning a new skill at, at your workplace or, or for those of us parents who are entering a new stage of parenting, the alarm phase is that noob phase where we're just terrible at it. And we seem to be getting worse even though we're practicing it, right? So you hit the alarm phase. And then there's a magical point in the alarm phase where you enter what's called the resistance phase. The resistance phase is where your biological system starts to recognize how best to handle this adaptation. And Scott's Scott said, yeah, that alarm phase is like lead feet. Um, and and Kat says her adrenaline rush with girl legs, right? That's that's resistance. It's the it's the point at which you switch from the noob alarm phase where you suck at something and you're getting worse at it over time, even though you're practicing and you actually start to get better. What happens is, is at a biological level, your cells, your tissues, everything says, hell no, we won't go. That's, that's what I like to think of it. The resistance, Rah! like we're going to stand up to this stressor. We're going to build back better. We're going to get stronger and stronger. Right. And so in our running example, this might be around week four, maybe week six, where all of a sudden you start getting a little faster and all of a sudden your runs start to feel better. All of a sudden you're, you're breathing better and you notice like you're kind of looking forward to your run even. And what happens is, is you start being able to run longer and you start being able to run a little faster. It starts feeling good to do it, right? And so the resistance phase is a powerful phase because you, you start to notice that you're made of sterner stuff than you know. And you stuck through the hard part that allowed you to improve the trajectory of of your practice. Okay, so you had the dip in performance through the alarm phase, and then the in the resistance phase, everything in you is saying, We're better than this, we're stronger than this. And so you you grow and you develop and you you know, your mitochondrial density goes up, your blood volume goes up, your lung capacity goes up, your stroke volume goes up, your calves get stronger, your thighs get stronger, your butt gets stronger, right? And, and all those things that your, your body can adapt to that. It's one of the, one of the wonderful God given gifts that we have is, is to be able to stand up to the stressor. And so that's the, Resistance phase. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You still get sore sometimes. You still have off days and stuff, but, but that's the resistance phase. And then you enter the super compensation phase. Super compensation is where the resistance phase kind of comes to its peak and you find a place. <laughs> Scott says the alarm phase is what the hell was I thinking? The what the hell was I thinking phase? Yeah, that's pretty close. But the super compensation phase is actually the place where you end up way better than you started and you stay there. And that's crazy because once upon a time, you couldn't run a half marathon. And through your course of training, maybe 12 weeks, maybe 16 weeks, maybe even 30 weeks, it depends on, you know, your trajectory of training and your genetics and your age and all those things, you get right up here and all of a sudden you're in a different place than you started. Your muscles are larger. You have more blood volume than you had before. You have more fortitude and grit and endurance than you had before. You have a better perspective and all those things. And now you have that. Now it's there. It's just in you. That super compensation phase is just in you, you know, and, and people go, what did you do today? I went for a run. Oh, that's weird. Why, why do you run? Because I'm a runner. Super compensation phase is a place where you start to identify yourself as somebody can who can do X, Y, Z, or somebody who's characteristic of X, Y, Z, right? That's general adaptation syndrome, the alarm phase, the resistance phase, and then super compensation. And the process of training that going through the new phase though, what the hell was I thinking? The coming back to knowing that, that you're growing back stronger and and that sort of thing and entering that space where you become something you used to not be right now. I can run a half marathon. I can't imagine what it's like to be a couch potato again, right? Or now I can walk 5,000 steps a day. I can't imagine what it's like not to, when you have that place, That is the process of training. That's the process of change. Now, what does this have to do with discipline? Discipline, training, is the spirit by which you go from here to there. Discipline is knowing how hard this is, but showing up every day anyway. Discipline is that thing either inside of you or outside of you that lets you continue to show up when it's difficult you know, that's why it's most associated with the military back in 1200, 1300. Why would you do this to yourself? Why would you go through the process of training? It sucks. It's hard. It's brutal. Sure. The reward's worth it, but dude, it's hard to get there. And what's crazy about that is discipline is something that from the outside an external force can help you achieve that. Somebody outside of you can say, hey, you're you can do this. Don't stop on me. I've got a guy who meets me at 515 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Promise you this guy will not be. He would tell you, I'm not lifting weights at 515 on Tuesday and Thursday without Alex. But he's there every Tuesday and Thursday, 515 in the morning. Why? I'm an external force on him. I'm an external pressure. He has enough integrity to show up and he gets the work done and that's awesome. And the discipline comes from an external force. What's powerful about that is if you keep practicing that, if you keep showing up to the phases of training, if you keep showing up there, something actually starts to become internalized inside you. That's called self-discipline. Self-discipline is not doing the right thing all the time, even though, you know, you'd rather be doing something else. Self-discipline is being able to go through the phases of training by, by your own internal force, by your own internal standard. And so today on Word Thursday, I challenge all of you to look at the, the word discipline a little bit differently. I hope that you'll picture the phases of training, that you'll picture the alarm phase, the resistance phase, supercompensation. And I hope that you'll notice that the discipline required to show up daily is not about necessarily the day-to-day wins, but part of a much larger picture of you being able to become a better version of yourself And what I love about this group is that even if the self-discipline isn't there today for you, there's that external force. We're not quite the military and I'm not quite in your garage at 5.15 in the morning either. But in this group, seeing the discipline of other people and getting the encouragement in your own process and journey is a really powerful part of discipline in the training. So guys, this has been Alex Van Houten in Better Daily. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I hope that discipline in your life is not only forthcoming and fruitful, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on how this plays in for you and what your thoughts around the word discipline are this morning. Until next time, guys, remember, it's just one percent. You got this.
1: you for joining us for 1% Better today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a raving review to tell others how Better Daily has helped you in your journey. If you want more Better Daily, download our app and join our Better at BetterDaily.Live. Use code POD to get 25% off your subscription. That's P-O-D, all caps, to save 25% on your subscription. We all have a cross to carry. This later, when we do it together. Go to BetterDaily.Live today.